Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to the Dogs Program here on 3CR 855 on the AM Dial and podcast on the WWW. It's great to have your company here on a Saturday at 3CR Community Radio. And today uh, we have... We have a special treat for you because we are the Defenders of Government Schools, the DOGS. And today we're getting right back to the very basics of why we do what we do. Because in Australia we believe every child has the right... Um, and we have the responsibility to provide our gold standard education system. Now, what does a gold standard education system look like? Well, it means that every child has an equal opportunity for success. But just recently, there has been a school strike. That is, the students in the schools in Australia, public, private, independent, Catholic, the lot, have chosen to go out on strike because they think that the people in leadership positions in Australia, I won't call them leaders, but the people in leadership positions in Australia are not doing enough to secure their future as children growing into adults. And they've had a strike for climate action. And today our roving producer, Dale, has been to the rally. And today we're not going to hear so much from me and Jean, as you normally do. We're actually going to hear from the children of Australia and what they think their future's all about. But before we do that, of course, we of course we have to have our press release. Jean has a press release. We have one every every week, of course, because that's what we do here. Because we are the advocates and defenders of government schools against all those who choose to attack them. Why would you attack a government school system? Well, who knows? Um, well, we do. And if you listen to the program, we'll know about all the attacks that happen to the government school system. And to defend it, of course, as there always is, here is Jean. Good afternoon, listeners. This is a very important program, a very exciting program, because the schoolmaster's been abroad and our children have been out telling our politicians what they think about their future. Unfortunately, a very important demonstration here in Melbourne, Sydney, all over Australia, uh, was put off the front pages by a tragedy in New Zealand. And here is a press release, 787, the answer to tribalism, the next generation in public schools. And this is on our website at www.adogs.info. In the last week, the news cycle has been filled with horrific acts of mass shootings of 50 New Zealand Muslims by a far-right Australian extremist, the attempted burning of 50 Italian children by disaffected Senegalese Italian, and the Turkish president threatening a holy war against visitors to Anzac Cove, this Anzac Day. Our media and politicians are caught in a moral dilemma. Violence of any kind is assault, next to murder manslaughter on the criminal code. But when it's caught up with religion and cultural identity, it becomes bloody and tribalism. Western democracies thought they had left all this behind, but they haven't. Australians thought they had an egalitarian, multicultural society, an ideal democracy. But this is fast becoming a myth. There is nothing new about this problem. The reasons for tribalism trumping community are many and complex. Yet there is one strategy which has great potential, 
It also has a good track record here in Australia. It is difficult to change the mindset, the preferences, the racism, etc. of older generations, particularly if they have grown up within their own tribe. Such a tribe in Australia can be the economically privileged, a religious establishment or a particular ethnic group. The perpetuation of economic, religious and ethnic tribalism depends upon the separation of the next generation. If the children don't accept it, then there's an end to it. We have a community. But if we put all our children in preschool and school together, the tribal chain can be weakened, if not broken. Both experience and research indicates that with the integration of our children in school together, we can produce a more cohesive, harmonious community. Now, this is what our public schools have been doing in this country since 1848. They are open to all children and offensive to none. But they have been undermined by the tribal system. They should be properly funded to do their job without being undermined by the public funding of the tribal system, which divides children on the basis of colour, creed and ability to pay. So that is our press release for this week. But now on to much, much more happier things. Our children have been taking their future into their own hands and they are inspiring. I am sailing, I am sailing on the sea's blue water. We sail for human rights, Indigenous sovereignty and climate justice. Our destination is Manus Island. Join us for the Freedom Flotilla. Sailforjustice.org. Get on board. A 3CR supporter. Oh, thank you, Jean, but oh my gosh, have we got a treat for you today. You're not going to be listening to me or Jean going on about government schools. You're going to be listening to what happens when you get good education in a country like Australia. The kids have spoken, and if you want to know what they're saying, now is the time to listen, because we've got them. We've got them talking to, again, talking to our roving producer, Dale. We've got what the kids have to say about the thing that is most important to them, because they is educated and stuff. But yeah, no more of my voice. Let's listen to what they have to say. On Friday the 15th of March 2019, over 20,000 of Victoria's students took to Melbourne's streets to demand action on climate change from our political leaders. Many were angry and concerned at what they see as the inaction of adults in positions of power to respond to the threats posed by climate change. Climate change is a big thing in the earth and if we don't stop it now, it'll take over. How are you finding the schools in your um, action? They were pretty supportive. They had flyers for the thing around. They let us go. So, Do you talk about climate change at school much? Yeah, sometimes at the chapel and assembly and stuff. What brings you out here today? Tell people that climate change is a huge issue and that we need to be supporting it in every way that we can. Where did you first become aware of climate issues? Mostly on the news and when I heard that the government weren't doing anything about it, I got pretty annoyed. Do you talk about climate change at school? Yeah, so last year we did a unit on it. Uh, you were saying you don't at your school? Yeah, well, we go to the same school. <laughs> it's like we all go to different classes oh, and yeah. different teachers yeah. teach different things. I don't think that they focus on it enough. I feel like it's such an important issue and it doesn't get as much attention as it really needs. How was your school about letting you guys come out today? They were fine, just our, I think our parents had to say, you know, it's okay that they go. But as long as that's fine, then the school was fine. And what do you say to people who say just let children be children they shouldn't be involved in politics how do you respond to that i think that's stupid because it's our future that they're ruining by saying oh no climate change is it doesn't matter it's not important it's our future they're ruining where did you first find out about climate change issues when i was born since i was young i mean it's been around i think someone first pointed out the problems back in 1960s so it's been around a while and do you talk about it much at school as in classroom discussion it really depends on the teacher so if the teacher believes that this is an issue to be discussed 
then the teacher will make that a dis the discuss. Yeah. And, and how's your school been about you coming out today? To, to be quite frank, the school can't legally sort of support us, but the teachers don't really, they, they try to encourage students to go to sort of sneak out during class. Like, uh, a teacher saw us walking out and they didn't do anything much. So I think they personally support it, but because of their occupation, they can't really be open and supportive. And what do you say to people who say, you know, children should be children and not worry about politics? How do you respond to that kind of statement? You're, you're making the world that we're going to live in. Surely we can have a say because we're going to experience the consequences that your decisions will ultimately lead to. Old people should just be old people and die. Yeah, I, I, that's a fantastic counterpoint too because it's just as patronising and it's just as insulting to your intelligence. Do you talk about climate change at school much? It really depends on the teacher. Yeah, I think because some teachers encouraged us to come today but some, you know, didn't really want us to come because, yeah, they didn't want students to be thinking about, you know, protesting during school times and stuff. But, yeah, so I think it depends on the teachers. Eventually it will be us that, you know, who is going to be living in this planet so I think we should stand up for what we think right now because it's going to be us in the future it's going to be living in the planet so yeah that's what I think. Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah I, I think like maybe that was how it was in the past but now it's time for a change because they're kind of ru ruining it I suppose. The earth. I believe that we will win! 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 What brings you out here today? The awful policies in Parliament and the school support was really great at the school, information about what's going on. Really? Yeah, we found that really helpful. Yeah. Do you talk about climate change issues in school much? Uh, we do, of course there's a variation of how everyone thinks and a large demographic of people and how the parents feel, but yeah, largely I think the teachers are very supportive, especially the principal. And what do you say to people who say, you know, children should be children and not worry about politics? How do you respond to that kind of statement? Such a clearly provocative comment and of course we're going to come out and protest and I think they're really clearly not thinking about how we will react to that and they're not properly representing the youth. When did you first become aware that climate change was an issue? I came aware, my brother's really into it, he taught me He's shown me everything and I've come along to protest with him now and it was a few years ago and I've been trying to get some action going. Okay. Do you talk about climate change issues at school? Not, not enough. It's related in some subjects but it should be talked about more in history subjects as well saying that this is actually going to affect us if we really need to take action. How was the school in supporting you guys in this action? They were supportive. They were mostly supportive, but they didn't let us put posters up. They can't, they can't really encourage us to skip out on school, yeah, they yeah. but they, were, they weren't yeah. against it. And what would you say to people who say children should be children and not worry about politics? Um, These well, people that are going to grow up and be future politicians. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be in the world in the future, so it's more about us in the future. Our future. Our future, yeah. future and our we really need to change our world yeah, because yeah, we're going to sink <laughs> and burn. Sky mine's got to go. 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 Teachers have had their qualifications, their pay, their pensions, and their working conditions attacked relentlessly by this government. I'm a proud product of a government-funded primary school education and of a government-funded secondary school education. Australia is one of the richest and luckiest countries in the world, and there's no reason whatsoever why we can't have the very best public schools in the world. It's simply not good enough that kids with disability miss out. You're listening to The Dogs, the defence of government schools on 3CR. We're listening to the voices of the children today here on the Dogs Program, the Defenders of Government Schools. Now, they're not just kids from public schools. They're just kids who come out because it's the climate change rally that happened last week. And our producer, Dale, has been out on the streets. Let's hear more about what these kids are saying about what their future is all about. Where did you first find out about climate change as an issue? Only maybe a couple of years ago. It's, I don't know, it's been kind of kept from me for a bit. 
I only found out about it more recently. Do you talk about climate change issues at school? I wouldn't say we, we don't learn about it as part of the program, but the teachers are more than happy to chat about it with us. Okay. They're very aware of it. Mm -hmm. and some, some of them, yeah. Some, yeah. Not all. How was the school's response to today's actions? Yeah, I felt pretty supported. Like, my teachers let me change sacks and stuff so I could come. Yeah. And what would you say to people who say, oh, children should be children, not worry about politics? Um, well, it's kind of our issue that we have to grow up into, so it, it's our responsibility because no one else is doing anything about it. Yep, same as her. We're going to have to deal with the consequences of climate change, so we're here to take action if the older people aren't going to. Yeah, I mean, it's our future that's going to be affected and if they're not going to do anything about it, like, we have to show that we care about this issue and, yeah, we really need something to be done because it's, yeah, our future, we're going to inherit the earth and whatever's left of it. We'd like to respect the elders, past, present and emerging and acknowledge that there is no climate justice without First Nations justice. When did climate change first become an issue that you were aware of? I've always heard that it's an issue on the news, like it's always been on the news. <laughs> yeah, but I've just always thought of it as not really a problem, but I see that it's, it's changing our planet and that's all good for us for the future, so I think that we've got to stand up and, and change that. Do you talk about climate change in school? No, a lot of our school have to make groups to actually, you know, make climate change stop. A lot, of, a lot of people need to make their own groups for it to happen. We don't ever talk to, about it at school with our teachers. It's not really important in their eyes, I believe. Was your school supportive or resistant to this action today? A lot of our teachers wanted us to go. Like, my psychology teacher said that we should go. Um, I haven't really heard any teachers that were like, not to go. But I think that, you know, if we want to go, we can go. And it's important that, you know, we show us that this is what we want to do and this is important. And, and what do you say to um, people who say, oh, children should be children and not worry about politics? Yeah, well, it's our world and, you know, it's our planet that we're living in. So if we want to do politics, we, we want to look after our world. So bad luck. What's your banner saying? It says, what's oh, your no, planet no. B? What's your planet B? As yeah. in, yeah, is there an option B? There is not an option B. Climate change, it needs to be stopped immediately because we can see right now what's happening. I don't think we talk about it enough at school. It needs to be talked about more at school. How was your school about the action today? I haven't gone to school and I don't, honestly, don't really care. Okay. I, I've come here to protest. Yeah, a lot of people from my school have come along here. So, yeah, we will hope they're supportive. What do you say to people who say, oh, children should be children and not worry about politics? We are being children. We are. We're fighting. Coal! Don't dig it! Leave it in the ground. It's time to get with it. why you're out here today to stop this to change everything and do you talk about climate change issues at school not that often actually not at all it's not really discussed and what do you say to people who say um, children should be children and not worry about politics that's bullshit because we have a say in our future concerned you oh geez just the, the like, yeah, summers hearing about it it being progressively knowing about it and then actually having to live in it when you get like actually older like when you hear it as a kid it's just a myth and then you actually get older and you open your eyes up and see it like that's dangerous you know i need to do something about it i think that all the politicians it's, they're so self-centered they're in their little social group there's so much non-structure in there they really need to like just take action and lead the country like they were supposed to. Do you talk about climate change at school much? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah a little bit, definitely. It's, it's there, but it's not as widely spread as a Melbourne school. So we're from South Gippsland. Yeah, we're in Leangatha, so okay. it's like a couple of hours away. Yeah, yeah and it's our country school, country high school. And how is it? Do you like it? Yeah, it's lovely. It's beautiful. And we want to keep it beautiful. The yeah. trees yeah. are great. Yeah. We don't want it to get too hot and everything to start dying off, killing all totally, the species. Totally, What do you say to people who say, oh, children should be children and not worry about politics? I don't agree with that. I, I think like they need to grow up. Yeah. They need to grow up. Who here wants to be able to send their grandkids to school and kids to school without there being threat of fires or floods?
climate change become an issue for you? Well, all the bushfires lately. That's been a problem. I've watched the news. Yeah. It's not very nice. Oh. Yeah. And do you talk about climate change issues much at How's school? Yes, we do. You do? Yes. In what context? Like in, in class or yeah, just in class? It's just in general. We are actually at our school because we're a public school. They can't really advocate us going to the city. And we actually have a thing at our school where from 12 to 2 we go to the stadium and we actually talk about climate change there. But it's just for the people who can't come to the city. What do you say to people who say, oh, children should be children, not worry about politics? Well, I mean, we're going to have to address it at some point, so why don't we just do it now? This is the future that we want to 
2016, 3CR published a book to celebrate the station's 40th birthday. Years in the making, Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR, is a visually stunning account of the people and ideas that make up this dynamic station. At 300 pages, the book includes hundreds of images and over 50 features on programs, people, music and technology from across the decades. 3CR's Radical Radio book is now on sale for just $30. You can get your copy of 3CR's book at the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Or online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Get a piece of your own history. On sale for just $30. 3CR's Radical Radio is available now. You listen to the Dogs Program here on 3CR 855 on the A&R. We're having a dog special today because we defend public education and we defend education and education makes stuff. The thing that education makes is educated children and we're listening to their voices thanks to our roving producer Dale who went to the Climate Action Rally and this is what the kids have to say. need to start thinking and listening to the country and listening to the laws of my ancestors because we've had climate change before and we'll have climate change again but the aboriginal people who never ceded their land in this country survived those climate changes before we survived colonization we'll survive the next climate change but we can't survive it by ourselves and i am really impressed by the amount of people that are out here today this is the largest crowd I've ever been. Because it is only by being together and showing the strength that I can see and I can actually feel the power of us as people to direct our government to do the right thing and make sure that we have a future, not only for all of us standing here today, but for my children and your children and my grandchildren and your grandchildren and for all the future generations to make sure that we exist and continue to exist. Waminjika, Wurundjeri Beak, welcome to Wurundjeri country. Thank you. The nationwide in Australia, there are 100,000 strikers! How massive this crowd is, everyone! It's so empowering to be surrounded by so many young people who care so deeply about an issue that affects us so much. 20,000 people are here today! 20,000! How do you feel? We want to acknowledge that it's a privilege to be here. Not everyone is so lucky that they get to stand up and oppose their government's inaction. We'd like to shout out to all of the people from fossil fuel areas and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who couldn't make it today. We'd also like to tell you that today is the global strike and there are over 1,300 strikes happening today all around the world in over 100 some really incredible kids. They are the people that kick-started the school strike movement in Australia. Please welcome Malou, Callum and Harriet all the way from Castle Maine. Hi, um, we're Callum, Malou and Harriet and we're from Castle Maine. We started the school strike movement last year in Australia when we heard of Greta Thunberg in Sweden striking for better climate action. Australia is even more vulnerable to climate impacts than Sweden, so we knew we needed better climate action as well. Yes. 
picture that the politicians are destroying, and it's not fair. Hi everyone, I'm Malou, and I'm also from Castlemaine. We began striking with our friends around Castlemaine, then this spread to the huge strike in November, and now an even bigger one this year. Wherever you are from, whatever your age, you are here because you believe, like us, that a more sustainable world is possible and desirable. We're all here today because we know that everything has to change and that we're willing to be a part of that change. Hello, my name is Harriet and I'm also from Castle Maine. I've often had people tell me to count my blessings, appreciate what I have, and feel lucky that I'm living on such a beautiful planet. They tell me it will make me feel better when I'm having a tough time. But when I think of all my blessings, it just makes me want to cry. This is because I love life. I love my family and friends, and I love the beautiful natural world. And I love all the other creatures and animals. <laughs> so And, and losing those things is the scariest and most heartbreaking thing I can possibly think of. It is my greatest fear, and I know that climate change could make that fear a reality very, very quickly. But we cannot let fear stop us from action, as it has stopped our leaders. We will fight this climate emergency, and we will win, but only if we fight it together. Doing this together is the most important aspect of the school strike movement because as individuals we may be weak, but together our collective voice is very strong and powerful. What brings you out here today? The fact that the government aren't doing anything yet. It's like us standing up because yeah. there's no... We want to save the planet, yeah. So when did you become aware of climate change issues? Like primary school. Learn from a young age because it's what we're growing up with. It's a problem. Your schools, were they supportive in the action today? Very supportive. Well, I, I didn't see any signs or anything promoting us to come to this, but, you know, we weren't encouraged to come actually skip class, especially because we're in VCE, so it's very, you know, it goes towards our mark if we miss a day. But it's, it's very important to come. Otherwise, we're not going to have schools in the future. Yeah, so definitely. it's better to support now than when we don't have anything left. Yeah. Our planet is more important than an ATAR. What do you say to people who say, oh, children should be children and not worry about politics and not be protesting? Um, I think you guys need to just get an education because this is happening. It's like, you, yeah. you're just stupid if you think that it's not real or we should stay in school because we need to be out here and tell everyone that this is happening. It's our future, it's not that? yours. Because basically they're going to die of old age and we're going to die melting to the ground or something. Yeah, we learned this in school and so we're using our knowledge obtained from school to come up here and teach you guys who for some reason have such a big job, get so much money, yet you still don't know shit, which we learnt in basic school. I, I just think that you're being so irrational because this is this is also your future, even if you, like, your bloodline, your family, your children's, everyone that you care about, this is their planet too. So you have to rise up and say something about it also. so great to hear young voices sing that out loud. We actually have specific demands from the federal government for the change that we want to see. The demands of the school strike and climate movement are... Let me hear you say it! No new coal and gas projects! No new coal and gas projects! 100% renewables by 2030! 
change issues first come to your attention? Well, I remember last year um, we were in a school assembly and our social justice captain was talking about the coal bleaching in the Great Barrier Reef and we just were so shocked to hear that all Australia's natural resources would soon just disappear and our very own tourist attractions would disappear also. We're just disgusted to hear that our you know, our politicians are allowing our country to be ruined in such a way. Do you talk about climate change issues at school? Yes, definitely, especially in science. We learn all the facts and it's really hard to ignore when you know the science is behind it. If educated children understand why climate change is such an issue, we don't understand why grown politicians don't agree. How was your school about the action today? Of course, um, obviously they can't um, force any political views on um, us, but they were really supportive when we told them what we um, had planned. Um, and they wanted updates and were really yeah. happy to hear that we were going. They gave us their numbers so that we could update them what's happening. <laughs> I've noticed you've got some placards. What, are you, what does yours say? Mine says green, not green. Mine says which green are they protecting? And it's got money and trees. <laughs> I've heard a lot of adults say, let children be children and don't worry about politics. How do you respond to that kind of comment? Well, you know, of course, we get to be children every day of our lives. We are children. But um, at the end of the day, we've got to look out for our own futures and our own children's futures. And adults should be caring about how we're going to live in the future. So, yeah. We're the people that have to deal with the problem. And yeah. Activism, activism, activism. <laughs> yeah. What does Yovana say? Stop denying the earth is dying. When did climate change issues first uh, come to your attention? maybe like three or four years ago on the news, just sitting down on the couch with my parents. Do you talk about climate change issues at school? Yeah, we do. You do? Just like with the teachers and everything, it might come up in conversation every so often. Okay, okay. Yeah. And how's the school been about today's action? Like there wasn't any assistance with it, but it is a school strike, so I don't think it was, they weren't very happy with it, but we're doing it, so. How do you respond when people say children should be children and not worry about politics? I think they're stupid and everyone should have an equal say. So when did climate change issues first come to your attention? Um, probably from my parents, honestly. They've like, yeah, told me heaps about it and school a little bit as well. Yeah. I was wondering, yeah, do you talk about climate change at school? Yeah, we do. It's a lot. It like, happens a lot in our classes, like even legal study classes. So okay. they're really good, yeah. yeah. Love okay, so much. And what's your response to adults saying, oh, kids should be kids, so not worry about politics? I don't know, I just kind of feel like really angry sometimes. Like, we just don't get the opportunity to be able to like speak and say our own opinion on things. And it's always got to be sometimes about them and like their opinion on what it is. They've never asked us what our opinion is. My sign says, when the earth is dead, will the aliens accept you as a refugee? When did climate change issues first come onto your radar? I went to a Steiner primary school so it's kind of always been on my radar because I went to a school full of hippies <laughs> so my parents have been really into that kind of stuff since I was like a baby like my mum would take me to protest when I was like little for me it's just always been in the background but up to recently I was just through the park actually and I was like this is not going to be around much longer if the guy gets to do what he wants yeah, yeah. so it's like teachers handing out flyers for this like yeah. the whole school is so on yeah. Like, yeah. our teachers like most of the teachers would be here, except there's a parent-teacher conference they have yeah. to attend. Yeah. Okay, it's like mandated by school. It's annoying. The teachers were saying good on you, like they were really supportive of us the whole time. Oh, it's hot in here. Too much carbon in the atmosphere. Oh, it's hot in here. Too much carbon in the atmosphere. is just as much as learning as being at school and it's so important for us to know what our rights are and to know what's important to us because we are the leaders of now and the future. We need climate action and we need it now. And when did climate change issues come onto your radar? I think my family got onto it when I was quite young, okay. including my sister. Hi, my sister. hello. She's so a for climate justice now. My dad works in renewable energy. And do you talk about climate change much at school? A reasonable amount, yeah. In classes, in classes we have a bit in relevant classes and amongst ourselves, yeah, it's a topic. How do you respond when you hear adults say kids should just be kids and not worry about politics? I think they'll be gone soon. So, you know, you know, it comes for all of us and we'll be adults soon enough. You've got a bit of a setup happening here. What have you got going? I've got a 
a battery-powered amplifier in this hiking pack. Okay. And it's going to my bass guitar, which I'm wearing. Do you want to play a school or something? Sure. <laughs> Traveling bass player and your saxophone. Do you guys play together much? Yeah, lots. Are you, are you in a band together? And what are you yeah. called? Well, our band's called Disgruntled Architect. There's only two of six here. Now about the issue at hand. When did climate change sort of come onto your radar? I guess growing up as a child, uh, my parents were very much aware of it. But I, it was also became a very much a real issue when we sort of were faced with the fires after straight two weeks after moving to Victoria and okay, it was okay. sort of such a, a new thing in such a direction. 2009, so yeah. this was like Saturday. Do you talk about climate change at school? Yes. Yeah, I think it, it always needs more attention and particularly the interconnectedness of, you know, we, we have, we focus on all of our issues but the interconnectedness between climate change and social justice and gender equality. And how was the school about the rally today? I've, I certainly felt supported. There was sort of a bit of tiptoeing the line so far as can we really overtly support it or can we just sort of, yeah, go ahead. But absolutely, no, I felt almost everyone at school was very supportive and it's wonderful, fantastic. And it's happening worldwide. I've just heard so many adults say, oh, kids should be kids and, and not worry about politics. How do you respond to a statement like that? Um, I think kids should be kids. And that kids' knowledge of how to play and with new and explore new ideas should should really be a lesson for everyone else to sort of say, hey, we made we made a plan and it didn't work, and what what can we play with now? I mean, it's scary the situation we have, but at the same time, this is the time when we have to step back and say, what what we've done in the past has really not worked, and um, yeah, listen to the kids. Yeah. from 3CR Community Radio. What brings you out here today? Uh, we want to stop 
climate change. And is climate change an issue that you talk about in schools? Yes, we talk about morals and ethics. How would you respond when you hear adults say things like kids should be kids and not worry about politics? Well, we still have a voice. We need to speak with our voices because we have one. The youth are rising, no more compromising. The youth are rising, no more compromising. The youth are rising, no more compromising. Adults in positions of power can learn a lot from these students who are passionate, articulate, informed, courageous, ready to fight for their future and, most of all, hopeful. Oh, my gosh. Those kids are incredible. It's an amazing what happens when you educate a population. Those kids are going to be the leaders of the future, which... We sit here and complain about funding models for various things, but I tell you what, I've got a bit of hope now. Actually, a bit of hope for the future. Listen to those kids talk about them already taking ownership of something. And do you know what? If they're taking it off the current mob, I don't mind. They can't do a worse job, and by the sound of it, they're going to do a damn good one in the future. So that's what we've had for you today. But before we go, of course, we've got this thing that everyone waits for, a particularly great state school that's doing great things to produce kids like that. Today's great state school... You'll find out after this. Every week on the Doctor Program we have a special segment to show a different state school is a great school. State schools are great schools. School of the week. State school. School of the week. Great state schools. State schools. School of the week. School for the week here on the Dogs Program. Today's great state school is Rose Hill Secondary College. Now, many years ago, we highlighted what was going on at Rose Hill Secondary College because it's one of the schools, and if you don't know this, ladies and gentlemen, listeners to our program, I work in around about 100 different schools all around Victoria. I work in independent schools, I work in Catholic schools, and I also work in secondary colleges. And just recently, I revisited Rose Hill Secondary College um, after many, many years. And what's going on there, I have to say, is spot on brilliant. Now, let's just give you a background about Rose Hill. Rose Hill Secondary College is actually on the border of Nidri and out, out there in Essendon. Um, and it's actually, it's an interesting site. It's up on a hill overlooking the Maradon River. It's all very nice. But the school has over 23 portable classrooms. So it's got permanent classrooms and it's got a gym and it's got libraries and it's got a music building and it's got a year 11 and 12 study centres and all that sort of stuff. But a whole bunch of the of, of of the classrooms in this secondary college, which, by the way, isn't going anywhere. Their enrolment's actually going through the roof, truth to tell, but it's being accommodated in portable classrooms. Now, of the kids that are there, and by the way, there's 1,200 students in this place, enrolments in Roseville Secondary College have been going up and up and up and up, year on year on year on year. It's about half boys and about half girls. 28% of the kids there have a language background other than English. In terms of the SES score of this school, it is 1,000, which is to say it's right there. It is the average school with about 30% of the kids coming from backgrounds other than English. If you kind of know about Australia, that's kind of like a, I won't say a typical school because there is no such thing, but as a school, it, it represents what's going on in the Nidri area. Now, there are lots and lots of private schools in the area, lots and lots of private schools um, and very prestigious private schools out there in Essendon. But their enrolments aren't going up. Rose Hill's enrolments are going up. And I'll tell you why. Because when it comes to the raw scores of their marks, they are not just doing well. They're doing very well compared to similar schools. But they're doing just fine compared to all schools in Australia. Which, if you think about it, with an SES model, you know, with, with an ICSIA value or SES of about 1,000 means, they are punching above their weight. And the school is literally made up of portables which are not ideal teaching spaces. They are supposed to be temporary, temporary structures, but they've been there now for more than 10 years. So the place has been underfunded. How much does it cost to educate a child in Rose Hill Secondary College? Well, for a child in a secondary college, it usually takes between fourteen dollars and $15,000 per student per year to give them a gold standard education. At Rose Hill, they're doing it for eleven. They are saving the taxpayer $4,000 per kid per year. Um... And they're still getting gold standard results. So what's going on out there? Good teachers. Spot on. 
good teachers, good principal, good support staff. The results at Rose Hill have been going up steadily year on year. The enrolments of Rose Hill have been going up steadily on year on year. It is almost now what they would call as a state school, a destination school. And I'll tell you right now, the property values in the catchment area for this school are going up, which really sadly is actually an indicator of how good a school is in Australia these days. If the if the school's name gets mentioned by the real estate agent when they're trying to sell you a property, you know it's a good school. <laughs> Not if it's a private school, no, 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 no. If it's a state school mentioned by a real estate agent saying, well, the reason this, this house that I'm going to try and sell you is so expensive is because it's a good state school in the area, then you know the school's all right. That's exactly what's happening. Now, I was there very, very recently, and I'll tell you right now, this is just an anecdote. This isn't a statistic. This isn't, this isn't from a website. This isn't from a news report. The behaviour of the children in that school, and everyone goes on about values and behaviour, because sometimes in the debate about education, you have these euphemisms used by parents. They say, oh, no, the values of the school are what I enrol my student in this school for. When they say values, they mean there's no rubbish kids there because I don't want my child's education being affected by rubbish kids. I don't want rubbish kids around my child because my child, of course, is perfect. This is, this, is, this, is, this is a discussion parents have with themselves and with other parents. I will tell you the behaviour, that is the values of Rose Hill Secondary College have been improving year on year to the point where I would rather work with the kids at Rose Hill Secondary College who are bright, who are enthusiastic, who are well-behaved, who are curious, who, who get up and ask awkward questions because they want to know the answer, not because they're being annoying, quite frankly. These kids are amazing. And I've also worked in various private schools in the local area, and I will tell you the behaviour of those schools is nowhere near nowhere near the level of the kids at Rose Hill Secondary College. Now, was it always the case at Rose Hill Secondary College? Well, I've been there over, over, over almost 10 years. Now, they're always bright and curious, but sometimes they were what we would call challenging. Yes, now they're challenging, but they're challenging in a good way, not in, not in a sort of, <clears throat> excuse me, can you stop being quite so challenging <laughs> kind of way. The kids at Rose Hill Secondary College like the kids I've worked with, and they are the younger kids at the secondary college, are spot on, bright as buttons, because the teachers have expectations that mean that, yeah, it's all right to ask questions, yeah, it's all right to create a problem in the classroom, if the problem in the classroom is asking a difficult question. Asking questions is something that they do out there effectively, efficiently, and accountably, I have to say. The team out there at Rose Hill Secondary College, the teachers, the support staff, the people in the tuck shop... (laughs) the librarians, the music teachers, the sport teachers, the cleaners who have to maintain 23, at least 23 portables every day to a standard that means the kids can actually have some respect for where they, from where they're learning. All of those people together, including the parent community and the kids, you, all of you out there at Rose Hill Secondary College should be congratulated because you are the dogs' great state school of the week. Want to defend government schools? We are the DOGS, D-O-G-S, Defenders of Government Schools. Every week on the DOGS program we have a special segment to show a different state school is a great school. If you're a parent or if you're a kid or if you're involved in the school in any way whatsoever and you love your state school, give 3CR a call. We want to hear about these schools that we're defending. Brunswick Secondary State schools are great. Harkaway Primary School. Sunshine North Primary School. They're really concerned about the welfare of the kids and their growth as people as well as learning. Like you put on plays, you've got enrichment, you've got physical education, visual arts, languages, all that. In fact, is there a cooking? Actually an embracing of kids from disadvantaged backgrounds and with additional needs. More than half of your kids are from some of the poorest families in Australia. Yeah, definitely. That's the community and that's who we're servicing and that's that's who we welcome into the school. Outdoor play is linked to healthier and happier children. This, in turn, leads to better grades. In the weekly assemblies and stuff, they have a little thing, uh, you've been caught being good, and they have a a value of the week each week, and so it's not just words that is actually... So so what do the teachers do when it's a building site? Yeah, they kick themselves out of their own staff room and turn it into a classroom. Just a really nice culture and an emphasis on social skill building as well as learning. Quite a range of intellectual ability and kids with mental health diagnoses, refugee kids, kids who have not been in the country very long don't necessarily start off with a Positive relationships with each other, with the teachers and with the community. And they run a, a breakfast club. There's a recognition that some kids don't get breakfast and so there's, there's food on 
If you are involved in a state school, and it's a great school, we'd love to hear from you so we can talk about it and tell the world. Leave a message for the dogs at 3CR on 94198377. State schools are great schools. Great state schools. Well, that's it for our dogs program. A very special program where we've actually heard the voice of the children who are in the schools today. It's always great to hear them more than us. Uh, you've been listening, however, to the Defence of the Government Schools uh, show here on 3CR. We are the dogs, D-O-G-S. And if you want to contact us, you can get us at our website at www.adogs.info at www.adogs.info. Or indeed, if you can think of a great state school you'd like me to talk about, you can actually... Um, Give us a call. Just ring up and say, hey, can you let Rob know from the Dogs Program? There's this really cool school. He should do the research, and I'll do it for you on 94198377. That's 94198377. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, congratulations, you've made the transition. But if you haven't, if you want to, you can. Just get to the podcast at the 3CR website, that 3CR dot org dot au that 3cr.org.au um, if you want to listen to those kids again because I'll tell you what I'm going to because they were saying some things so smart so fast I better go back and check it all but until next week it's from Jean myself and our producer Dale who's done so much work getting those voices of the young people um, it's bye for now <laughs> Joe, you're ten years dead. I 